dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not lose. I'm a bad man. I took up the world. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Nate. Yes, he's the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. And today, we're bringing you back inside the locker room where we talk about the topics in and around the game. Um, MH, you ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, man. So, you know, we, we switched it up this season, man. We actually did a pre-draft show. Usually, the last two seasons, we've only did a recap. So, you know, now it's time to bring the recap like we like we always do about this time. So, um, man. We we survived, bro. Like <laughs> the the draft was here, and well, the twenty the twenty twenty two NFL draft was here in Las Vegas, and we survived, man. How you feeling? I feel great now that it's uh, <laughs> done. Just uh, tell me, uh, May first, you felt great, huh? <laughs> I was feeling great, man. Uh, but no, all in all, <clears throat> I think uh, a good week for the city. I know we'll dive down into some of the other details about it, but uh, I think good stuff all throughout the week, um, beginning that, you know, Monday, Tuesday of draft week and obviously leading up to the draft day one, which was Thursday and on through the weekend, um, uh, through the Saturday. Um, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I've never seen a Super Bowl. I haven't been in the, a city um, that the Super Bowl was hosted at to this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um but that was probably the biggest kind of NFL. It's pretty big. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I just didn't realize how much goes into the draft. Um, that's it, that's outside of just you know the picks. You know, uh, I grew up watching the draft uh, all like on a Saturday morning when it was all in New York, and it was mm-hmm. all just a long day. And now it's three days of festivities and concerts and all types of things that go on with the draft that uh, was eye-opening. So I haven't seen a Super Bowl. I can imagine it's bigger, but that was that was pretty big. Yeah, I mean, because we had the, the Pro Bowl here, and, like, you, you know, there's not that kind of eye and hopeful thoughts, right, because everybody comes in with the draft is, you know, it's that – it's almost it's a new year, right? It's like New Year's Eve for for <laughs> for the world, right? It's New Year's Eve of football where it's like, you know, you, you're actually on a countdown and you know you you're in the like hopeful, like here's a new start of getting my team better. So yeah, it was it was definitely um definitely that kind of time being and just to see how big it was here in the city. And like you said, starting off Monday, like people were getting in town. And, you know, mm-hmm. just the other events that happen that aren't mm-hmm. even on a public scale. Right. So the NFL right. PA are having things and, you know, the the league are having certain meetings and certain prep things to get ready for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, man, a lot of a lot of activity. And like you said, definitely good for the city. One hundred percent. Uh, do we get those numbers? I know you the number got it. So we haven't got the numbers. I was doing some digging, um, so we'll, we won't have the numbers. So it's something we'll post on social you know, maybe we'll bring it up in the live once we get it. You know, I know they're waiting to like, you know, getting the abacus and getting the beads and the tallies and carrying the one and shit. So, but you know, uh, they announced during the first day, Roger Goodell said a hundred thousand the first day. So 
Um, so we're going to see if it, if it kept trending, what, what we ultimately hit for one, the attendance numbers, and then overall the economic spin, right? So that may even take a month or two before they kind of announce that. But sure. um, I was definitely, ha- I was, I was nervous. I was worried, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but, you know, we may shock the world. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> and I mean, hell, Goodell was happy, right? Like, you know, they saw the news in the news journal you know, said went better than perfect or perfect or something like that. So all of that stuff bodes well for the city and, you know, it's, it's relationship, it's young relationship with the NFL of, you know, moving forward. Yeah. It was kind of interesting about, as you mentioned, Cadell, um, I had the pleasure of, uh, I, I'm not going to slander this lady's name or I'm not going to even put it publicly, but she works with Cadell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a chance to talk with her on a couple of different occasions during the week just happened to be in the same type of room. Um, and she was saying it was an older woman, but she was saying this was her first time in Vegas, which is always an interesting, you know, when somebody says that, you're like, oh, like, yeah, what? Like, yeah, what? never just right. <laughs> pulled up for a couple of days. Something, right? Um, but she said it was her first time in Vegas. And I, obviously I asked her, you know, what, what her thoughts were. And she was like, uh-huh. this, is, this is really great. But she said, this is the first time. Um, and she says she's been in the NFL for over 20 years. Okay. But going to a Super Bowl or going to Pro Bowl or as draft is start to move, going to a draft event, um, that the NFL didn't necessarily take over the city. Like it, it, it there was still feels that there was other things going on. It wasn't just like this is all NFL. This is the whole city. He's like she's never been to a city where it's just like another event within the city. So I don't. <laughs> Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to Las Vegas, for sure. Um, but that was it. She was all good things, obviously, but no, she was very surprised. That's a yeah. Great perspective, right? Because that's when you think of like a Nashville or a Cleveland, Ohio, like that's what's going on that weekend. Like for us, it's like, okay, NFL is the main event, but yo, we have some dope stuff still going on. And I think we even <laughs> yeah. kind of alluded to that, like going, uh, going like there was concerts. You know, mm-hmm. we still have really big national conventions that are in town. Mm-hmm. You know, we had three different kind of combat sports events, right? So there was a UFC and then yeah. two boxing like events that were going on at different hotels. Yeah. So that's a great perspective to like to hear from that, you know, and uh just tell them like we can handle that plus more. So for sure. Now they, they seem, you know, very happy as you as you said. Um and it was all good. It was it's funny. Uh, I kind of I didn't know what the theme of the kind of draft is. You know, they kind of have themes, and I thought it was pretty cool that they had like the, you know, without being too Vegas, they can't be too Vegas as far as casinos and things. But they did the you know the cards and had the different designs behind the cards, and you know we both saw the draft in, in person there, so seeing the different kind of uh, you know theme team themes, club themes associated with the you know the playing cards, I thought it was kind of a unique touch and it fit it fit the the vegas uh i, I agree man i oh, agree like i didn't see see this the market or the you know what they were going to beforehand mm-hmm. but i think they did a fantastic job with it as far as falling into the theme but not going overboard um and like the deck of cards with the different teams and all of that stuff they did i, I think we put on a good show right which is vegas um i think the lights were not over the top but they were there um, you know, having like the live band on the stage, super you know, cool. super different, man. And like it was a good band, right? To make sure they covered everything, right? So everybody got, you know, a session or a set or a song that you know you can ride with. So um, no, definitely great production. 
Um, still don't like the the opening, man. Like we need to work with someone needs to like we need a a, um, a playwright or whoever designs. But just Goodell, come okay, boo, you can do better than that. I still don't like that. <laughs> it's just it's corny, man. Like <laughs> stop, right? And like Vegas people really wasn't about it like that because they're probably most of them were you know at a great adult level with beverages yeah. and, and whatever else you may consume to be sure. in, in that like atmosphere. So it wasn't as serious, right? People was like, no, it's like, come on with the party. Again, Commissioner Goodell had to quickly find out that he was the most important person in the city. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it's like, all right, man, come on. Say the draft let's, is open and get up off the stage. Correct. Like, let's, <laughs> let's keep it moving, right? Um I don't know if the 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 ice cube going on stage was a planned thing, you know. I mean, with the Oscars and Dave Chappelle, I think we need to kind of monitor just having people running up on stage nowadays. I mean, Definitely. he did call him, he did call him out, but it's just I don't know the opening we need to work on, man. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely gonna heighten up credentials here pretty soon <laughs> for our stage access <laughs> with all events. <laughs> but um, and you know we had our our locals. Um, for the legend, it was surprising to see Marcus Allen be uh, the legend that they brought up for, you know, the three people. Like, of course, he had his time here, but that wasn't, you know, Derek Carr and Darren Waller, you know, spot on. I get it. Right. But, um, you know, Marcus wasn't like the clear number one, especially when I heard Bo Jackson was fl- uh, floating around um, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, only Bo knows <laughs> what, what, what Bo's doing. Um but I actually like the I like the Marcus Allen uh, touch to it. Um, I, when I think of Marcus Allen, I think of West Coast, USC, Los Angeles Raiders. Um, obviously, he's been with the Raiders now. Obviously, with Las Vegas being an alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this draft being the first time it's been on the West Coast, I just felt that he fed, felt, you know, kind of filled that that West Coast kind of vibe. Um, so I, I was I was kind of cool with it. I thought it was pretty cool. Cool. And I mean, not that it wasn't the right or the, you know, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't the saying. immediate person that I thought, but I was like, you know, I got it as soon as he was there, you know, and I, I mean, I respect him. I think he's dope. You know, he's great, you know, great name uh, to be a part of that. So, you know, I, I definitely like that. So then we get on the clock. All right. You know, commissioner announces the first person and I don't know if you picked up, he announced the name wrong. So let's start, let's run it back really quick. We were both there. Right. So, you know, yep. just kind of, we were live on, on site. Um, you know, just doing our perspective things. Um, but I actually recorded it because, you know, I did want to see what the verses um, watching it and being there, you know what I mean? And, and kind of how I feel about that. So when I rewatched it, he called the first name, he called the position wrong. He got the name right, but the position wrong. So I don't know if it was first jitters, you know, getting them out there, but uh, I, I kind of caught that, you know, I catch little weird stuff like that. <laughs> um were you surprised by who they selected first? Uh, I mean, you hear, I mean, we all read and everybody has access to his phone. So uh, <laughs> I guess you you had heard uh, Mr. Walker's name kind of being mentioned as um, somebody that could be sliding up. And I think we talked about it in the pre-show. Uh, this this draft was kind of unique in the, in, from the standpoint that there wasn't like a, I guess, a top tier quarterback. Mm-hmm. so to speak so that kind of opens up um the number one draft choice um and, and seeing how uh you know there was i don't know what the number is i i think it was six or seven 
guys from Georgia drafted in the first round anyway from the Georgia defense. It, yeah. it just fit the bill. Like if the hashtag Georgia defense won this draft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they won the national championship and they won the draft. Facts, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. but there's a lot of unique things, right? So the quick ones that I picked up on are just recapping. Like it was the most wide receivers taken with the six wide receivers taken in the first round. Which uh, is interesting because we I, I had the same talk about what I would if, – if, if I were – and one day, maybe if I were to say like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm doing a draft or on that side of uh, on that kind of fo- yeah, football yeah. operations where I just feel like, you know, wide receivers are more a dime a dozen. But I guess they're the game is changing and you see wide receivers being traded. You see wide receivers getting big contracts that they weren't getting just a couple years ago. So, you know, maybe the name of the game is changing a little bit. And I think we talked about that, too, either in a live or, or the pre-show, but just kind of like wide receivers are becoming like better to have more than less right more weapons in this past first league you know that we've adjusted to sure. and you know it benefited the the la and one of those teams that did that was arizona with uh, some of their picks and their moves right um picking up who they pick up brown right yeah uh my, my boy uh hollywood hollywood <laughs> which is interesting it was funny because uh you know, being somebody's name is a nickname is Hollywood. You think you would hear more about it, but when it mm-hmm. was the, the trade was happening during the first round, I I had no idea until I got home and saw my phone that it got traded. So kind of interesting. And, and it's crazy because you're like, well, why do you have that? You got D Hop, and then the then the news of D Hop drops, and he's like, man, maybe they were. <laughs> man, somebody man, gave, they somebody so. <laughs> gave a little heads up, like a uh, about D Hop the first What's six that? games, man. man. <laughs> you may want What's that something. Magic Johnson thing? I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> not gonna be. But the thing about it too is like you know all of those weapons, and you still haven't gotten your quarterback situation taken care of. So that's going to be kind of interesting as that fully develops because you know they're in that little war. Um, back to just kind of top things. So we talked about Georgia. Oh, just the most trade. So you were getting you were just talking about like going home. Like it was nine trades. You know, mm-hmm. in the first, and it really like after what was it like the f- sixth pick, eighth, something like that? it just started like things were just moving, where <laughs> people were like jumping up, and the things that they were jumping up for just didn't make sense. Like it wasn't like they were jumping up for a top, like it was like after some of the receivers started going right, people jumped up, but then it's like, no, I'm gonna pick this guard. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you guess you got to get to who you want to get to. Uh, we all saw, saw the movie with Kevin Costner, <laughs> where everybody says it's super unrealistic how he had a million trades and, you know. What else we need? What else we need? All this guy. <laughs> and he traded all these picks and drafted uh, the smallest linebacker in uh, NFL history. NFL history. <laughs> his top, with his top pick. Uh, but, hey, you know, I, I, I guess uh, teams are getting uh, a little more aggressive now. Uh, well, what they want, you know, mm-hmm. the Rams' philosophy is, you know, f those picks, and so they just trading them. So I guess I, I guess if you if your team's philosophy that's like, hey, I'm going to win on draft day, maybe you do what you got to get the players that you want to get to. So there you go. All right, so now I want to get to your favorite. All right, draft <laughs> grades. <laughs> We'll start out with what your thoughts are draft grades, and we'll just talk about a couple draft, just a couple teams' grades that we really care about on this show. But uh, well, talk to us about how great you think and how um, innovative draft grades are. Well, <laughs> the word grades always gives me PTSD. <laughs> uh, as a career B2C student, 
I just don't like the word grace. I, I just think the draft grades are so just kind of <laughs> overrated, man. I just doesn't make sense. It has never made sense to me about why team gets an A and why this team gets an A versus this team gets an A minus, why this team gets a C plus versus a B. It makes no sense for a lot of different reasons. Okay. One, uh, nobody really knows what each individual team's draft board is, right? Mm-hmm. So they could have hit on everything that they wanted to within their own scouting department, what they've what they've deemed to be a draft board. And they could have did everything they wanted to do. Uh, but we don't a, know right? that. And it could be an A plus for them. Right. And, and yet there's somebody like Mel Kuyper who's watched a lot of prospects and uh, has no a pie. Yeah, he's he's probably watched more football than I have. Uh, but that's just kind of his perspective. Um, and then when we kind of just take Mel Kuyper's background, I mean, he's never did a draft, actually. You know what I mean? He's never ran a team. What's that quote? Uh, yeah. Who the hell is a Mel Kuyper and how's he decide? <laughs> right. So to your point, Colts, how, how does he the Colts coach back in the day? Yeah. yeah. So like, how does he really decide who does well and who doesn't do well? Uh, he could have. Well, everybody's getting into it now. So, of course, he's yeah. the first one. But now everybody releases like, you know. Their their draft grades and, and you're sure. not and you're not just you're not just saying it because the the Cowboys got a B minus right or B whatever they got not right. at all uh, <laughs> I, I just I I kept hearing and this is a lot of different I guess draft experts were saying they say oh well this kid was number one on my board or he was the top rated something on your board my board I'm like who cares about your board you're not <laughs> you're not really a team <laughs> this, I mean it's no disrespect to all your research but you're not a team so how can you Really give a grade. For instance, like, you know, because the quarterbacks will get on your team. One team drafted a quarterback in the first round. Correct. That's um, a topic we'll hit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on that. And then the, the next quarterback wasn't drafted to the third round. But there are some people or analysts I thought very high of Malik, Malik uh, Willis. So mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, he's top 10 on my board and he gets drafted in the third round, then whoever drafts him automatically gets an A, right? Cause right, because you got, yeah. got him. You got him in the fourth round when you he should have been in the first round. Yeah, so who who cares about draft grades? Very <laughs> overrated, in my opinion. Very overrated. <laughs> well, let me give the rest of these overrated grades. So our Las Vegas uh, Raiders got an A minus on their draft. It was what they were got graded. And which is also weird. Like, how do you get? Are they graded on a curve because they didn't have any first round picks? Saying, well, I need the rubric. <laughs> like, what? How are you grading? Because <laughs> like you didn't have any first round picks, so does that automatically get? Is that get you bonus points? I've, I've never seen a draft syllabus of how you get a certain grade, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And then the Steelers got an A minus as well. And I mean, since we're on it, because I know we want to hit on it, I'm rocking the hat. You know, whatever. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Uh, so. You know, yeah. Well, we were there, <laughs> and you asked me how I felt, and the uncanned response was, "I wasn't very happy, camper." Um, so, if you didn't watch the draft, you don't know, and if you don't know, I'm a Steeler fan. MH is a Cowboy fan, and I really thought that we were going to go with Malik um, because the Panthers had a scare. They we thought they were going to pick a quarterback, so that didn't think that they would be available. But both quarterbacks were available, and the Steelers made the choice to pick Malik. So. After oh, Kenny, what'd you say? They pick Kenny, right? I mean, pick uh, pick Kenny. Excuse me. See, you, you hurting? <laughs> you see how the, you see that that's subconscious? Like it's just it's just supposed to roll off anyway, right? But anyway, so um, so if you cannot tell who I wanted us to pick, Facts. um, I, I I've had some time to digest it, and like I get the pick, right? Like there's a lot behind you know picking him, being that he was 
right there in the city. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's in, that, you know, kind of goes along with why they picked these people. Um, his quarterback coach was Ben's quarterback coach or helped groom Ben and change a lot of his kind of dynamics. So, like, you start hearing those kind of things other than him having very small hands um, at the combine. Um, that's the only, like, knock that you can make out of him. The dude's making people change the slide rules in college where he juked the shit out of homeboys. So, I mean, long term, like, thinking with my head, not my heart, I think it's going to hopefully behoove us better because he was a better right now prospect when Malik was the one that had upside. So yeah, that's yeah. all I'll say about that. Yeah. I mean, and hopefully, I mean, it's, it's not like he has to wait a, a really long time in, uh, in line. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next uh, three to four years. So uh, I think um, it's a real quarterback a competition. Yeah, I mean, it's he a has a situation for him. He gets a chance to go in there and, and do what he has to do. So, and they got some good. I mean, they George Pickens. I, I I think he's really good. I mean, he talked about a receiver being drafted in the second round. I think he's a mm-hmm. really good pick. Um, and that's one of the things. Here, my 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 Mel Kiper, and then uh, Calvin Austin, who's blazing yeah. from the University of Memphis. Fits kind of. I mean, the Steelers now draft receivers. That's what I was about to say. We we definitely draft receivers. I mean, come on, you you're going and then we talked about this. I think on the live. But it's you're going into a situation. Situations make a difference as well. So you're going in with a coach, a great coach as Mr. Tomlin. Um, so yeah, it's um, I'm over it. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm 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 believing in the team, and we'll see what happens. Shout out to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, by the way. I I think I was watching the draft mm-hmm. the second day or the third day, but they obviously show they show everybody's like draft room kind of. Uh-huh their war room, so to speak. But there was a lot of black faces in there. I don't know what everybody did in the room. I don't know what everybody's assignment was, but there was a lot of us in there, in that room. Uh, so shout out to Mike Tomlin uh, for that, for sure. So I'm excited to see what they do, right? Like, we got a hell of a defensive person, you know, with uh, Flores coming over, um, you know, just just adding piece to the puzzle. So we'll be, we'll be seeing how that all pans out. For sure. Um, another thing, and this is, you know, where I come from, the number side, right, or just the – sales month sponsorship all that crap watching the draft and seeing how much courtyard had freaking like i didn't know the draft was sponsored by courtyard by marriott hotels and i thought it was funny because you know they can have a, a pick of who sponsors the draft whatever Bud light was also a big sponsor they were on our on the credentials and all that stuff <laughs> but it's funny if you look at the overlay of like every time they're panning over las vegas which is dominant hotels and and things like that that you have courtyard <laughs> over that so i don't know if that was a power move by courtyard and and just kind of you know putting it because i don't even know how many hotels here are like on the strip i know there's courtyards you know outside the strip but that was uh definite um definitely well, interesting thing to see i mean you know the nfl has whatever policy against casinos and uh, whatever they don't they can't be in line and some ways I don't know the details, so I'm not going to try that like I do. I, I just do know that they very much try to stick away from, you know, they don't want to, you know, show another casino that, you know, another hotel that has a casino. So I, maybe courtyard is the reason why that was so big. And uh, I just thought it was funny that that big on casinos and gambling, <laughs> but Bud Light is presenting sponsor. I, I don't know. I, I, it makes Makes little to no sense for me, but um, yeah, it is what it is. 
um another thing for me was um the Blasio Fountain stage, man. I felt like it was I don't want to say a miss. I just don't I didn't I didn't see it all in I guess its glory or what it could have been. Red carpet. Red carpet. We know those are the that's the new kind of I don't even know what the Met Gala is. I just want to see what people are doing on the red carpet, right? So right. Um, I guess that was a, the, the way they were envisioning uh, the Bellagio Fountain as a kind of a red carpet type ordeal. Okay. And so did they show that like right before like the, the, the top 20 or whoever was in the green room? Is that what they did? That they did the red carpet over there? It was before. So I think so that's I where they kind of described, you know, what they were wearing and Oh, your boy. Um, we, we can get boy. to what they were wearing. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. You know, that's the topic. We'll get on that. Okay. Did they take the boat ride over? Because I'm kind of glad that I didn't see that. Because that's the last thing we need is like the Atlantic slave trade again with 80% of black people being in, in the league. I don't need them getting shipped across water to their new, their master. <laughs> Yeah. But did, uh, did they show any of that, or how did that come off? Did you get a chance? I'm, to I'm not sure, but I know it was pretty windy on day one. So unless <laughs> we talked about, that. unless they wanted a reenactment of Prince of Egypt, I, I think they probably <laughs> forgo the boats. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But um, no, I, I I did walk by the stage. I liked the stage; it was cool. They did some cool stuff with the uh, at night with the water, where they had like lights on it, and they had some some cool little things. So that was dope. Um, but let's get into it, man. The, the, the fashion is always a thing for the draft, man. And um, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, nobody really hit me this year in the first round, at least um, like we've had, you know, over the uh, the couple of years we've been doing this. Um, g- give me your take on it and, and we'll go back and forth. Uh, so I, I guess <laughs> so, I, I'm a, a long-winded way of saying it was interesting. Um, well, I remember we were talking about the Super Bowl when it happened and you know, I realized at that point I'm old during the Super Bowl because obviously 50 Cent was at halftime and, you know, the Super Bowl always reaches for its, you know, time generation back. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, 50 Cent and all them. Like, wow, maybe I'm getting old. Um, and this was another time that I felt like, damn, I'm getting old. Just looking at the the, <laughs> the kids' faces, uh, the prospects' faces. So, yeah, they were dressed to the nines, but they also just looked like little babies dressed. I felt like I was going to – uh Prom, I was prom. Like, <laughs> I it was prom. Um, now nah, everybody's um, attire is it's interesting. Now there's big colors and big designs, uh, but with some like shoes on. Like nobody had like a, a nice loafer or anything like that. That a nice red bottom loafer. It was more like <laughs> I don't know. I, and this is not just this, you know, Alexander McQueen, but like just kind of like the, the 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 kind of versatile casual type shoe thing with it and. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another was, was another perspective that was funny was that before, like these kids were probably getting fitted, you know, for some suits and you know, kind of wearing that those big price items for the first time. Mm-hmm. With the NIL, <laughs> maybe, maybe already had the items. Maybe it was just something they pull out the closet. I, I don't right. know. Right. No, not not custom. They're like, oh, I had not, this. Not custom. Yeah, this, this is something part of my I had. <laughs> right. Throw on some little old, little something, old, little something, something. This is my lucky suit. This is my signing day. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> this is my NIL suit. <laughs> no, so man. I was, like, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I was same. So same, man. Like, usually we, we have, like, some people, like, that put some put a show on and, like, I look at things. And I was really, I think if I was looking at anything, I like the more, cla- like, classic, like, not attempting to do too much people, right? Because, like, your boy that was wearing the p- pearls. Um, 
Harris. Was it? Uh, I can just remember Dean because he had that hat on. Like, take this hat uh, off, bro. That's what I, I was just like, come on, man. Like, I get attempting to set trends, <laughs> but like, I'm gonna need you not to have Mother of Pearl's strands on your neck, like around your neck, man. I just, I just don't. And yeah, then the other I, one, I actually I like Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. So he was just kind of pretty simple, black, black on black suit, suit clean. Clean. Nobody was wearing yeah. ties anymore. That's kind of weird too. I, I don't know what happened um, to ties. People had ties. Somebody had a tie on that line. Yeah, had a tie, and this, it was tied all wrong. By the way, like it was like all short in the back. <laughs> oh, he, so, no, nobody hooked them up. I, usually, a tie was a, a tie was this, a, a staple. Now it's just like uh, let me have my uh, chest open like Doctor Bus. Ever since your boy came in with a half cut off shirt under his suit, man, Zeke, man, it just it yeah, been it's, been, it's been a little different, You're right? <laughs> and then your boy, um, how oh, wide am I forgetting? Looked like a red stripe bottle, man. I can't forget that. <laughs> shit, man. That's so funny. I text you, like, what? <laughs> right, man. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was about to go after that. Uh, I lost it. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Anything else that just kind of jumps out at you for the drafts, man, miss or, or hits? So being there and watching on TV, uh, again, like most things uh, with football, I believe, I think they're made for TV. Um, there's, there was, we had a draft, there was a lot of, I wouldn't call it awkward pause, but I, I think um, her name is Carly Wolf and Michael Irvin were kind of like, the host of draft day one. So they would come out and I don't know how much of this was shown on TV or how much of it was not. Cause I, I didn't watch the TV. And that's a great point. I was going to thank you for bringing that up. So none of that was on TV. Okay. Okay. So, so. we were only punished with that while we were there. It was <laughs> that like ad libbing. Yeah. Know, like, Loose time because what they put on TV is depending on what you were watching. Now I was watching. I recorded the uh, ESPN broadcast, but mm-hmm. whether you're watching that or NFL Network, that's when you're getting the breakdown of like, hey, let's catch you up. You know, we had a whole bunch of trades. Here's the trades, or here's some film. Yeah, we you were know, the only ones subjected to that punishment. And man, that's the, half the reason why I didn't know Hollywood was traded until I got home because you don't really hear. You just say, hey, they'll say, hey, somebody's, you know, Cleveland has made a pick. The, yeah. the pick is final. Uh, you don't know what traded for or who traded or how they moved that. You you don't really know. And then you just hear Michael Irvin, Carly Wolf just freestyling, talking about, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Shout out to them for filling out time because they had a lot of time where they were just, did you see that pink boy? He reminded me of me. I'm like, yo, Michael Irvin. Yo, what are you talking about? <laughs> can, can sit back, huh? Uh, did so, you stay uh, for any of the concerts that they had afterwards or? Absolutely not. <laughs> So I don't even know who day one was. I, I, I heard it's supposed to be somebody popular. I've never heard of the group. Just not we, Weezer. Weezer yeah. was day one because I remember uh, on my way out, people were joking him like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, hey, EJ, what's up? He's like, oh, man, we're going to see Weezer. I'm like, yeah. have fun with that, man. I'm going home. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought it was Weezy at first. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Weezy? Like, okay. <laughs> He's a big football fan. No, Weezer. Weezer. And then you had Ice Cube know. day two. I heard that was cool. I just saw Ice Cube uh, seeing the replay of it. He was, you know, I hope he got some uh, oxygen after he looked like he was sweating a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a little hot uh, Thursday starting off. Yeah, I mean, it was a little. I'm telling you, man, I was was worried about that win. There was one time 
I think it was right before the draft started, or maybe in the top five or six picks. A, 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 a gust of air blew through that thing. I was like, oh, this is about Uh-oh. to be over. <laughs> we about to shut this down. That's hilarious. But no, I, I'm in agreement with you. I definitely, it was good. I mean, well, we had to be there. We had to be there. That's on the whole other thing. But I definitely would enjoy the draft more. Like I enjoyed, even though I was there watching it on TV, it was a whole different thing other than like, I can remember like, oh, I was standing right here when they did this or, you know, when when these certain things happened. But um, I definitely agree with you. Just it is made for TV. And, um, you know, they do, they did a great job there, but it's definitely a great production to watch on TV. Yeah, shout out to uh to Vegas for making those moments where on TV is just a commercial. Uh Vegas put his touch on it. Obviously with Michael Irvin and you know they did their thing, but the house band consistently did their thing throughout the week. Uh even uh, you know, I think the first I don't know if they've showed on TV as well, but the first, I think four or five picks uh on the first round. Uh there was, I guess, a local artist that was painting like a portrait of the players that were picked within the time that they got picked. Shout out to whoever. Uh, God, I wish I would have got his name, uh, but he works for the NFL. So he's the guy that, hey, OK, I, the, the prospect is picked. They get a hat. They get a jersey. They do this ridiculous, uh, you know, handshake with Commissioner Goodell like he's been known forever. Uh, yeah. They take picture. So they it, it's. There's a one guy that does all of this. Hey, you need to take a picture right here. Stand uh-huh. on this X, take a picture. Uh-huh. Okay, now you're going to go over here to the side of the stage. You're going to see yourself get a portrait. Take a picture right there. Cool. All right. Let me grab your jersey. You're going to go over there because they now they have um, – uh, God, I can't think of the name of it, but they have the people, the different sections okay. uh, of teams represented by, like, season ticket holders kind of on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, first row of the uh, of the stage. So the prospects were going down off the stage to those sections to, where the fan to base section where the fan base were mm-hmm. uh, and taking a picture. But there was this one guy that was directing all this traffic prior to. <laughs> <laughs> he got him on the stage, got him off the stage, um, and and it, and it doesn't. I, I don't know what it looks like on TV again because I have to go back and watch. But it was a significant walk from where they were in the green room. To get yes. them actually on the stage. So when they were picked and somebody was picked, you would see it 10 minutes ahead of the time, and it would take him a good 10 minutes to get to where he is. <laughs> to on, take that on, picture with the to hat. To take the picture on the hat and all that kind of stuff. And there was one young man <laughs> who went the wrong way. And all this thing. Oh, oh. There was a, oh, yeah, Sauce went the wrong way. Sauce so he went had the wrong <laughs> So he had to run. Um, hold this, hold it. I was just tuck mine in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like seeing all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, behind I, the it, scenes, yeah, stuff, behind the right? scenes, like it's it's definitely made for TV, or definitely made for TV for sure. But it just also gives you, like you said, an appreciation of like yo, definite appreciation, like all the all the parts and pieces that go into it, right? Like even like just the back of the house stuff or the hospitality, you know, was um, just some of the things that I saw. But you brought up something that I did want to bring up. I'm I'm really not a fan of the the handshake hug with Goodell <laughs> like that, man. Like. I don't I don't know where I'm at with it. I don't know like if I would be the one just to dap him when I go up there. Like, I mean <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know you like that, man. Like <laughs> and I guess it's just tradition, so that's why they do it. But like the dudes have like picked him up and like give him that long embrace, like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I that's mean a- it's a dream come true. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to 
take it you this you way. You try to get me there. You gonna try to? Okay, let's. It's let's, a dream let's, come true. Okay. Um, and you know we're we're all competitive. Our athletes are competitive people. Right. So you try to build off what you've seen over the last couple of years. I mean, I think one player I can't even think who it was had like a different handshake with him. They did some little, little LeBron J.R. Smith kind of handshake with Commissioner Goodell that was original. So. I'm sure there's a little bit of like, hey, I'm relieved to be here. This is finally done. This is a long process from we talked about combine to being interviewed to saying what you're not good at to getting picked and prod about your medicals to you finally drafted, you finally on the team, you get to shake the commissioner's name. I guess that's a lot of emotion that's released all at once. Um, and there's, I, I, I mean, pretty soon the hug is going to be a, a sponsored by uh, Courtyard Marriott soon or something like that. <laughs> So there, there's there's ways the NFL is going to benefit from what that part was. And then there's, you know, during the oh, week. They, sponsored by Charmin. Yeah. Sponsored by Clorox. <laughs> Clorox. The, the official hug of the NFL or whatever it is. Um, but the, the prospects get there on Monday, um, and they're not drafted until Thursday. So they do a lot of things in the community, the Houston City's community, and um, a lot of things with Commissioner Goodell that maybe they built a relationship over those course of days. To where, hey, you finally drafted. I don't have to see you no more, Commissioner Goodell, hopefully for a while. I'm going to give you a big hug, but I'm ready to play some football finally. So maybe it's a little bit of that. I don't know. Did I get you there a little bit? No. No. What's no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the try? That's just. <laughs> I, I, I did like the sponsorship part about the hug, though. I can see that hug. Some, oh, yeah. That's... The hug sponsored by. 2024. This hug is sponsored by. It's coming. Yeah. 2024. <laughs> Man, well, wrapping this up, man. All in all, man, I think it was an amazing event. It was it was dope to have it here. I think at times I just stopped. You know, there was like a couple of walkways where you're like over where you can kind of like look and pan over. I think it was dope seeing it there. Uh, while I was there, I was getting texts from people like, "Yo, the city looks live on TV." You know, just people you know that didn't make it out that just was texting me. So, all in all, man, it was dope to see it, man. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, I have an interesting perspective of uh, you know a lot of my job job nine to five is in the community here in the las vegas area so i had the pleasure of being kind of backstage um and then away from uh the draft itself um over the week um and i guess seeing um i guess the las vegas community be kind of highlighted on a national platform um the strip is always highlighted the hotels are always highlighted we've talked about all the events that are here Sometimes we miss what's the actual people that, you know, reside here in Las Vegas, the real community, the small town atmosphere that it has. So uh, seeing the kids that were on stage with Commissioner Goodell that represented that different parts of the city, um, I think it was a it was a pinch me moment for me uh, that, you know, it was able to have the Las Vegas community put on that NFL platform. Um, and so I thought that was a real pinch me moment, as you said, and a real cool moment. Um, that's not talked about a lot, but as we are both residents of this area, I think it was huge for the community. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, signing off, <laughs> you know, we made it through, you know, like I said, the ups and downs. I think all in all, it was definitely a win for the community. I'm excited for these numbers, so I can't wait till those come out. And then, um, oh, man, it, it was good uh, being a part of it, and um, I'm glad it was here. Oh, I know that one quick thing. As Black in Sports, we did have uh, four HBCU players drafted, which was big. Um, you know, yeah. so the third, third, fourth, and sixth round or something like that. So 
Uh, definitely want to see Deion and, and them keep up the good work. And then so many others were unsigned draft. Un, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, undrafted. Yeah, undrafted free agents. Undrafted yep. free agents. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, it's still a road uh, being drafted and being unsigned. They still have to make camp, make a roster, and all that good stuff. But um, like um, I think it was uh, Doug Williams was quoted saying, "It's a start." So hopefully, we kind of continue that momentum. Definitely, definitely. Shout out uh, to those kids, man, that are undrafted free agents, man. I know they grinding. Best of luck, prayers are with you guys. Go, go get it. Absolutely. Well, hey, as always, we hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the show. We drop in new shows every Thursday. Um, and then uh, look out for the live. And if you want to join the live, you know, definitely uh, hit us on any of our social medias and let you know. We definitely have a good time about that. And we're open to topics. Uh, but, yeah, we are Black in Sports, and we appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please remember, visual representation matters. Stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Assume yeah. me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat out two racks on handmade new rags. Assume me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.